Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. You're going to be blessed when you wait for Him. And the Lord will wait and delay in answering a prayer because He's being gracious to you. He's not punishing you. He's not even chastising you. No, He's delaying because He knows that in delaying it will be better for you. And He's being gracious to you. And He's being merciful to you. And He's blessing you when you wait for Him. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. Unanswered prayers sometimes are simply prayers that require more time to come to fruition. Pastor J.D. teaches us today that God knows and sees all of time. This being the case, he knows what is the best timing for prayers to be answered. Be patient with your prayers and know that God will answer those prayers that serve you and Him best. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Psalms chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. I've heard it said like this, that God answers our prayers the way we would answer our own prayers if we knew what He knew. The problem is we don't know. So we pray and we we ask God for something, and I can almost... (laughs) picture God in heaven going, you, you don't want that. <laughs> no, Lord, please, would you, you know, do this? You don't want me to do this. Trust me. <laughs> you don't want, it will not be good. You've heard it said, I'm sure, that um, I'm thankful for the prayers that God does answer, but sometimes I'm even more thankful for the prayers that God didn't answer. Because were he to answer the prayer as I prayed it, it would have been catastrophic. It would have been disastrous. It would have been to my harm and even to my peril. So God will answer prayer when it's good for us and brings glory to him. If you pray in that way, you will receive the answer to your prayer. Now, you may not get it when you want. It will always be in God's time and it will always be for God's glory. Now, the next reason is wrong motives. And this is a biggie. James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3 says, You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have, because you do not ask God. And by the way, that's another one, uh, as it were. Uh, a, a reason why God doesn't answer prayer is because you never asked. Right? You have not because you ask not. God is not going to answer a prayer that you're not asking for. I think the worst thing that could ever be said of any Christian is they have not because they asked not. 
So you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, listen, you do not receive. And here's why. Because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. In other words, God's not going to answer a prayer because he knows the heart. He knows the motive of the heart. So we, and he knows the heart behind that prayer. He knows the why behind the what of that prayer. He knows why we're praying it. And we're not going to get anything over on God, right? We can try. But when we pray, God knows exactly why we're praying, what we're praying. And if the motive is wrong, God will not answer that prayer for that reason. Here's this uh, last one, and it's a biggie. In, in fact, uh, candidly, this is one of the ones that I struggle with the most because I am impatient. And I've confessed that. I'm just not a very patient man. Now, as I get older, I'd like to think it's, it's spiritual because I'm, you know, maturing in Christ and growing in grace. But, you know, the, the truth of the matter is I just don't have much energy anymore, too. So it's kind of like I, I have to uh, wait, even though I hate to wait. So here's another reason for not necessarily just unanswered prayer, but a delay in answering prayer. The timing is wrong. It's not the r- right time yet. And this is Isaiah 13. And this uh, verse in Isaiah has really been a help to me. I, I trust it'll be a help to you as well. It says, therefore, the Lord will wait, delay, <laughs> that he may be gracious to you. And therefore, he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. And this is the, the key. Blessed are all those who wait for him. You're going to be blessed when you wait for him. And the Lord will wait and delay in answering a prayer because he's being gracious to you. He's not punishing you. He's not even chastising you. No, he's delaying because he knows that in delaying it will be better for you. And he's being gracious to you. And he's being merciful to you. And he's blessing you when you wait for him. Uh, There's this quip. uh, I heard it many, many years ago. And it goes like this. When you pray and God doesn't answer the prayer, it might be one of several things. If the timing is wrong, God says slow. If the request is wrong, God says no. If you're wrong, God says grow. But if the timing is right and the request is right and you're right, God says go. Here you go. You know, there's sometimes when if you really think about it, you don't want God to answer your prayer at the time that you want him to answer your prayer. Because if he answers it prematurely, it could thwart that which he would have desired to do had you but waited for him to do it. He makes all things beautiful in his time. So again, God answers prayer in his way, in his time, according to his will, 
and for his glory. When those things are lined up and you're praying in that way, then God's going to answer that prayer. Um, I had one more thought and I completely lost it. Must have been those sandwiches I ate before the study. So Psalm 5, if it comes to me, you know, the last time this happened, uh, I did remember and I had to post on social media what I had forgot. And uh, anyway, kind of the moment was gone by that time. But Psalm 5, again, we're given the, the title. Um, I thought I had it again, but it didn't uh, come. So to the chief musician, this time instead of stringed instruments, this is with flutes. And again, it is a psalm of David. Verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I will pray. My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord, in the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. You shall destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But as for me... I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. In fear of you, I will worship toward your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my face. For, verse 9, there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is destruction. Their throat is an open tomb. They flatter with their tongue. Pronounce them guilty, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions. For they have rebelled against you. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. So Psalm 5, again, I, I know I'm saying this about every psalm, but what a great psalm. I mean, such a powerful psalm. It's one of those go-to psalms. Especially whenever you find yourself in that place where it seems that many things or even many adversaries are against you. And certainly this was the case with David. Everything and everyone was against him. It's also one of those Psalms that provides us with a much needed reminder of how it is that we need to seek the Lord first thing in the morning. I know in my own life that when I get up in the morning and seek the Lord, early in the morning will I rise up and seek thee. It enables me, it equips me with everything that I need to face all that awaits me throughout the day. And I'll contrast it conversely 
with the mornings when I don't have time. And I rush into the day and I've not had that time. We refer to them affectionately as devotional times, quiet times. Some will say, well, you know, the better time for me is later in the day or at the end of the day. And I get that. Actually, we're going to talk about that in a moment. But there are those times when it is so important for us first thing in the morning. Just And it doesn't have to be this elongated period of time, just taking that time and just seeking the Lord and spending time in the word and spending time in prayer. There have been times, this is many years ago, I remember distinctly uh, on, on days when I would just take that time with the Lord and the Lord would give me a verse. Sometimes it was, I used to go through the Proverbs because there's 31 chapters in the Proverbs. So one chapter for each day of the month, and then the month that has, you know, maybe 30 days or in February when it's less, you just, you know, read the extra chapters. But without exception, on the 14th of the month, and I'll read Proverbs 14. I can even remember specific verses in Proverbs 14 that speak very specifically uh, to the wisdom and the application of that wisdom to situations in your life. And so I would, you know, spend the morning, I would read Proverbs 14, I would meditate on it, and then I would go out into my day, and invariably, almost without exception, something would happen at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and that proverb right there was right there. And had it not been for me in the morning seeking the Lord and preparing my heart for that which was prepared for me, I would have been ill-equipped when that thing hit at two o'clock, I would have totally handled it very differently. <laughs> My sanctification would have fled from me when that happened to me had I not had that time in the morning for the Lord to just really have that time with me and prepare my heart for that which was prepared for me. Now, I should probably point out that Psalm 4 is a psalm about praying in the evening, uh, where David says, you know, I prayed, God heard my prayer, I was able to sleep and actually get a good night's sleep, and I, I knew I was safe. And so he's praying before he goes to bed. Uh, this is something that um, I do, and I do it for actually a couple of reasons, one of which is I have a sleeping disorder. Uh, which doesn't help. But the other reason is I, I want to get, because I know how important a good night's sleep is. I need that restorative sleep for the next day. So I always pray, and my prayers are very specific concerning my sleep that night. Lord, um, I, I need to get a good night's sleep tonight, uh, and so will you give me sleep? I think about the Psalms. I think we uh, talked about it last week that the Lord grants sleep to those whom he loves. And so <laughs> my son this morning said he got a really good night's sleep. And I quoted that Psalm and he goes, oh, so on the nights that I don't get a good night's sleep, that means the Lord doesn't love me. I'm like, no. So I have to go back to that verse and kind of reread it. But no, God knows that we need sleep. And Psalm 4, David is praying 
And of course, his, his life is threatened. He has no guarantees. He's going to wake up alive the next morning because they're out to kill him. And he's on the run. He's sleeping in caves. He's basically homeless for several years as Saul is trying to you know, kill him. And even when he is king, he's on the run again. Because now this time his son Absalom wants to kill him. And so he fled Jerusalem. He has no guarantees that he can lie down and sleep safely. So he prays and asks God to grant him that sleep. I think ending the day in prayer and time with the Lord. Uh, one of the things I used to do, I don't do it anymore because I guess it messes up your REM sleep, but I would listen to uh, Bible teaching, sometimes worship music. I used to listen to worship music uh, many years ago, and I would actually sleep listening to my uh, MP3 player at the time. Now it's your, your phone. Now I'm, I'm finding that research is that it's not really healthy to have your uh, cell phone close in proximity to you. You really shouldn't have it there. Even, even the Wi-Fi, all, all the radiation, you know, you got it right up there to your, to your, you should actually turn it off and put it in a, uh, another room. But, uh, so, but I found that you don't get as, re- but what was really interesting is I wake up in the morning and my retention of scripture was better. And, uh, the, the, cause you, you're actually, do you know, and I, <laughs> forgive me, I know I'm digressing here, but it's really interesting that your brain is working harder when you're sleeping than it is when you're awake. Here's another uh, interesting research. I was finding out so many things about the brain that uh, one of the reasons for Alzheimer's and even dementia, it's uh, uh, sleep deprivation over a period of many, many years because that's how the brain cleans itself out. It doesn't have the circulatory system as the body does. It's separate. And the, that's why if you don't get a good night's sleep, you wake up the next morning. Did we talk about this? I'm, I'm going to talk about it again. Um, but when you wake up in the morning and you feel real foggy and groggy, it's because all of that cleaning didn't get done, which needs to get done and only gets done when you're in deep REM sleep. And that's why when you wake up, when you've had a good night's sleep and restorative sleep and you've had those dreams, you know, where a big marshmallow's chasing you and you wake up, it's your pillow, you know, those kind of dreams, that's that deep REM sleep. That's when the brain is cleaning itself out. So you're fresh. All the waste, all the gook is cleaned out of your brain during the sleep cycles. And that's why when you wake up refreshed, your brain is ready to go. So anyway... I think the best thing to do is to pray at night uh, before you go to bed. And Psalm 5 is about praying in the morning when you wake up. Uh, sometimes I have a dorky thing I do, and I, I only share it because you have dorky things that you do too. So, <laughs> But um, I, I, I actually, when I take my feet out of the bed and they hit the floor... I always ask the Lord, okay, uh, bless my day today. Sometimes I know it's dorky, but I'll, I'll say, 
ah, oh, good morning, Lord. Thank you for the good night's sleep, Lord. I feel refreshed. Some mornings, not so much. Some mornings I wake up and it's kind of like, instead of saying, oh, Lord, it's more like, oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, you wake up, you're still kind of, okay. Well, anyway, enough of that. So both Psalms, both Psalm 4 and Psalm 5, speak to the paramount importance of praying continually. The Apostle Paul says, pray continually, not only day and night, but all day and all night, throughout the day and throughout the night. Um, it's that attitude of prayer. Uh, one has called it this conscious, constant communion with God, communication with God. You know, sometimes I'll be, you know, um, going about my day and I'm just, people think I'm talking to myself. I'm actually talking to the Lord. And and I, I, I talk out loud. And this is what I want to talk about uh, in a second here. So just bear with me. But I actually will just have this, you know, prayer is not a monologue where I just do all the talking. Prayer is a, a dialogue. I talk to the Lord and he speaks to me chiefly through his word. He responds to me, and he, and he speaks to my heart. And so it's this, this constant communication between me and him. I'll just thank him for little things, you know, throughout the day, like a parking spot at Costco Evile. Thank you, God. That was, wow, thank you, Lord. You know, just thank you. And, and actually, I, I've shared this before. Um, I, I'll, I'll call him Baba. That's Arabic for, you know, father. I'll say, thank you, Baba. Oh, Baba, thank you, Baba. And it's, a, it's an intimate, you know, uh, communication in, in prayer. And, and by the way, I know he loves that. I know that, because I know as an earthly father, how much I love it when my children communicate with me like that and talk with me like that especially when they were younger. I used to just love the sound of their voice. I had somebody tell me when my children were younger that, that you want to record and videotape their voice when they're young. Because, of course, the voice changes as they get older. And so even now, I even got, uh, uh, this is back in the answering machine days, I got answering machine uh, you know, messages from my sons when they were little. And I recorded them into an MP3 file. Every once in a while, I'll just listen to them. And it's such a blessing just to hear their voice, you know. And so I I, got to believe that if it's like that for me as an earthly father, how much more is that true for our heavenly father? I want to talk about this um, giving voice, this uh, shouting out loud, this talking out loud, and even praying out loud, which is what David uh, does here. And he says twice that he lifted up his voice. Now, why does that? Why is that important? Because think about this: when you pray out loud, you're hearing your prayer. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor J.D.'s continuing teaching in the book of Psalms. While our time with you is ending, your study of God's Word doesn't have to. Everyone can learn from the Bible, and everyone will be blessed when they open their hearts to its truth. 
As you spend time in Scripture today, ask God to share His heart directly with yours and be open to whatever He has to teach you. Know that we're praying for you as you study and will continue to do so each time we produce a new edition of In Spirit and Truth. Are you in the Kaneohe area? If so, we'd love to have you come be a part of our weekly services. Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each week to spend time praising the Lord and learning from His Word. Find out more about us and get directions at inspiritandtruthradio.com. You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor J.D. while you're there, or download our mobile app for Apple and Android devices to access these messages anywhere and everywhere. We'd also like to point out Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor J.D. updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies of the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in His Word. If you'd like to view the latest edition of the Mideast Prophecy Update, visit our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for joining us today for Pastor J.D.'s teaching, and we hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth.